I'm Kelly Kleiman. And I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. And we're the Dueling Critics. Welcome to our weekly podcast of reviews and news about Chicago theater. And today we're talking about the world premiere of Rung, staged by Curious Theater Branch at the Prop Theater and running through June 29th. Rung is an opera. And Curious Theatre Branch, now in its 25th year, can you believe that, Kelly? I can. 25 years, a company that has never pursued the commercial, never pursued the ordinary, but gives the artist free reign to create a wide variety of theatrical projects. Rung is one of them. A first opera with music and words by Matt Test. Rung is a reference not so much to a ladder that you climb, but to bells that are rung. And that is the nature of this world premiere opera, which is a creation about creation. Oh my God. Exactly. 20 minutes into the two hours of Rung, I started reminding myself that people have endured much worse, like that kid in Schindler's List who's seated up to his neck in excrement, but it was pretty small consolation. Rung's music is contemporary and dissonant, which is not usually my taste, but here was quite wonderful and beautifully sung, particularly by T. Roy Martin. My problem isn't that it's an opera. My problem isn't that it's a contemporary opera, but that its story is so labored and obscure and, as Jonathan suggested, self-referential. Our lead guy here is in a basement evoking Frankensteins, trying to build a body out of tubing and old cans of Swiss Miss chocolate mix, in response apparently to a voice that only he can hear, demanding, give me a body. And for one long act, we hear all about his failures, while nothing more happens than a few phone calls from his mother, who is likewise a voice that nobody can hear but him, which suggested to me that maybe we were in psycho territory rather than in Frankenstein territory. And then in act two, something happens. A delivery woman from a local hardware store shows up and becomes intrigued with the builder's recorded narrative, which, by the way, makes one of us. And gradually, we do learn that the voice is that of his dead sister, which makes even creepier his act one effort to have sex with the thing that he's built on this table in his basement. The end. Jonathan? Well, Kelly, yes and no. You describe the music as contemporary and dissonant. Actually, it's quite diatonic, which is to say traditional do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do type of music. It is accessible music. It is very melodic. As Richard Rogers of Rogers and Hammerstein used to say, he used to say, I could piss a melody. And there's no question that Matt Test can also create very hummable and singable and lovely tunes. The orchestra, by the way, is composed of piano, violin, and drums. And they do a lovely job, except for the violin is put in back of the piano so that you can't hear the violin. The piano is the closest instrument to the audience and it needs to be the other way around. But uh, Kelly is right. In the first act, basically nothing happens. You have the lead scientist say, I have had one success in my life that yearns for a telling. And he tells us, and he tells us, and he tells us. He seems to have this prime directive to build a body. He obsesses in a lot of detail, repetitive 
attentive detail on the nature of finding an arm or creating an arm, but it's all very nonspecific and doesn't seem to get any place. This is a first opera by Matt Test, perhaps the first time that he's done a text. It is the nature of Curious Theatre Branch to give the artist free reign, and that is what has happened here. Maybe sometimes the artist needs a little more close guidance and structure and editing. This work, which is over two hours with intermission, probably would be more successful as a 90-minute one-act piece, and definitely with a little more story development, little specific story development. The cast is perfectly fine. T. Roy Martin as the lead tenor role, a four-person chorus. It is a decent, uh, if not terribly exciting, physical production. The actual robotic-looking uh, body that they have assembled is quite interesting and fascinating when it doesn't fall apart. But I think that Rung is something for those who really are interested in contemporary opera, chamber opera. If you're looking for a good story or the latest commercial musical, you're not going to find it in Rung. I'm not suggesting that everything in the theater needs to be a good story or an upbeat musical. I am very enthusiastic often about the work that Curious Theatre Branch does. It has contributed wonderful stuff, including in the area of opera, to the canon of avant-garde work. This is a terrible failure. Now, I have a little sign on my bulletin board that says, if you're not prepared to invest money in failure, you're never going to experience success. Certainly, we give theater companies and other creative artists plenty of room to fail. That doesn't necessarily mean that we buy tickets to watch them fail. You are correct that you have to have the opportunity to fail if you're ever going to find success. That is why I emphasize this is a first attempt at opera by the composer and librettist Matt Test. He certainly knows how to write good melodies and occasionally some witty and interesting words, though not on a consistent basis. So you chalk this one up as an early effort. Hopefully there will be more to come from Matt Test. The world premiere of Rung, presented by Curious Theatre Branch, continues at Prop Theatre through June 29th. You know, Kelly, it made me think of a song by uh, Warren Casey, the co-author of Grease that he used to sing at parties called Ring, Ring the Bells for Mental Health. <laughs> Thump the theremin for therapy. I won't sing it for you, though I could. Kelly, do you have a pick this week? I do, actually. Rivendell Theatre Ensemble, whose motto is It's Women's Work, a theater that focuses on the creative efforts of women, is doing a wonderful play, something that came out of the Humana Festival a couple of years ago, called Eat Your Heart Out by the playwright Courtney Barron. It's a piece about mothers and daughters, or specifically one mother and one daughter, and the way that their interactions reflect the obsessions that we all have in society at large. The daughter is fat, the mother is slender, and keeps insisting that if the daughter were slender, everything would be fine. Meanwhile, the mother herself is very clearly having a nervous breakdown, no matter how slender and gorgeous she is. They are set in the context of the mother's work, which is as someone who visits homes to find out whether couples are suitable adoptive parents and the upheaval that she creates in the home of the prospective adoptive parents reflects her own family's upheaval. It is a very exciting, very rapid play 
eminently worth seeing, and it gives us one more chance to see the wonderful, wonderful work of Catherine Keberline, who just won a Jeff Award for her very different performance in Oracle Theater's production of The Mother. Eat your heart out at Rivendell Theater through June 27th. Jonathan, I understand you have some things to recommend before they disappear. There are three shows which represent the tremendous diversity of Chicago off-loop theater. They all close this Sunday, June 8th, and I wanted to give them a shout out. First of all, Lifeboat at Filament Theater, which is in a new home up in the Portage Park neighborhood on Chicago's northwest side. This is a World War II story based on an actual incident about two teenage girls sent from England to supposed safety in Canada. Their ship is torpedoed and they are set adrift clinging to the edge of a lifeboat. Despite the desperate situation, it actually is a sweet play as they go back into their memories and thoughts to keep their focus and stay alive and you learn everything about these two young women, these two girls, and how they met. Lifeboat at Philemon Ensemble through June 8th. Down at Court Theater on the campus of the University of Chicago, you have a major new production of M. Butterfly by David Henry Huang closing this Sunday. It has not received universal praise, but I think the acting in it is of a high quality, and this is a familiar play. Finally, for something completely different, as the Monty Python folks used to say, Bellboys, Bears, and Baggage the first presentation by Red Moon Theatre Company at their very large new space down in Pilsen. This is not a play as such. It's a big promenade production where the audience goes from room to room and discovers scenes and things going on. It is typically creative and highly visual, very entertaining and engaging. You can come for a half an hour or you can stay for an hour and a half running through June 8th. The Dueling Critics Podcast is a production of Miracle Podcasts. Remember, if it's a good podcast, it's a miracle. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or go to duelingcritics.net and click subscribe by email. You can also listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter at Dueling Critters, and like us on Facebook. Most important, you can listen to us on alternate Sundays on the arts section on WDCB 90.9 FM. I'm Kelly Kleiman. And you can read Kelly's work at HuffingtonPost.com and at ChicagoNow.com slash The Nonprofiteer. I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. And you can read Jonathan at WindyCityTimes.com, TheaterMania.com, and Footlights.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.